found it. The Japan Wood Podcast, blowing hot air out of Tokyo's backside. I'm your co-host, Matthew Peter Martin Bigelow, wishing you all a happy holidays. And I'm Tom Molesky. We talk about the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective with zero insight. Zero insight guaranteed. I'm being enthusiastic. And don't think I don't appreciate it. Yes. Well, so, as usual, mm-hmm. we're, we're serious about the zero insight. Zero. I'm tired of insight. Yeah. Full. Not even point zero one. The tank is full. Yes. And I don't need any more. I'm not willing yeah. to contribute any. Yes. I'm hoarding my own. Yes. And I'm putting out zero emission insight. You're part of that new reality TV show, Insight Hoarders, I believe. Yes. 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 Second no. second episode guest. Mm. Almost made the first. No hoarders. No. <laughs> How is everything? Did you have a good holiday? Yeah, man. I had a I had a great holiday. The holiday is just beginning. Uh, we had a Christmas, which is just a normal day right, in Japan. Right, exactly, yeah. Christmas in Japan ramps up yeah. like one month in advance, mm-hmm. and it gets more and more ramped up with mm-hmm. illuminations and yep. sales and Christmas music. Yeah. And then on the 25th, boom, it shut off completely. They tie it off before it can Jesus Christ can come to Japan and <laughs> Christianize the place. <laughs> and they start putting out Japanese decorations everywhere for the Japanese New Year, which they duly celebrate. So I took the day off from mm-hmm. work and went with the wife. We went on the 24th to a French restaurant called Great. Obacanales. Oh, wow. It's a small chain. It's yeah. pretty reasonable. Bacanales, and so. then the next day we went back to Obacanales for a lunch. So I had French two days in a row. Uh, I had, they do good um, steamed mussels. It's just reasonably priced. Oh, okay. Steamed mussels. And I had, they have a good French onion soup with cheese and bread inside of it. Excellent. Uh, The other day I had uh, wine, Mm -hmm. stewed beef with uh, just like a carafe of wine and stuff like that. They do good omelets as well. Wow. It's it's, it's worth know? checking out. Oh, yeah. Obacanales. Obacanales. Yeah. By uh, what there's, area? There's, there's one in Ginza. I think there's also one in Akasaka. We okay. went to the Akasaka branch. Akasaka. Yeah. Go check it out. Bacanales. I think it's A-U-X Bacanales. B-A-C-H-A-N-A-L-L-E-S. Something like that. Anales. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and how about you? Uh, well... My wife was working, and uh, unfortunately, our oven is also broken. So we ended up just having um, KFC. Yeah, I love when you play those. <laughs> uh, we ended up just doing a KFC and Domino's. And um, the actually, the funniest thing about it is... how You're laughing way too long at I'm, that. I'm no, very pleased. I know you are. I know... <laughs> Interrupting my thought like that. Uh, but, uh, um, and uh, it was fine. Again, it doesn't a pinch. So, uh, but as everyone I told afterwards kind of stopped and was like, oh, that's very American of you. All the Japanese people you told, of exactly. course. Exactly. Um, not knowing, of course, that no one in America actually does that. Yeah. And, um, if Christmas you, is not yeah. Japanese. Yeah. KFC is not Japanese. Not at all. But the Japanese yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. It, well, Eat KFC. Well, if you incorporate any sort of foreign brand for that holiday, it's immediately assumed that it's also occurring in the country of origin, like Christmas cakes. I mean, I I guess we do a little bit of Christmas cakes. It's like in, a pound cake or fruit, fruit cake, cake something like that. But everybody, yeah. that's the thing they least look forward to. 
Yeah, uh, having the having the fruit cake. It's always like the joke in the sitcoms of the eighties, like yeah, the, the right. potluck. Who brought the fruit cake? Yeah, right. Know? Or Secret I mean, Santa. who eats these things? Yeah. <laughs> like a comedy on fucking hack TV. Yeah, know? right. Exactly. That then you know studio laugh or something like that. But uh, interestingly, yeah, um, there is. I can. Unless you really had no other alternative in the states, you would never have KFC or Domino's for um, for a Christmas dinner. And the, one of the reasons is you'd have the day off and you'd spend the day cooking. Yeah. So that was a. Uh, so how was it though? Oh, it wasn't bad. I'm not because the quality of yeah. these things in Japan is actually quite high. And honestly, if the quality of those goods were the same in the states, more people might pick up on it a lot of people would be like no no of course not but we have to have the traditional you know like either a, a turkey or a roast beef or a ham dinner or something sure, like that yeah. but but i um, prefer the ham with the scalloped potatoes oh that's, scalloped potatoes are good that's yeah. my favorite my mother's specialty was always she'd make uh stuffed mushrooms to go along with nice. that yeah they were excellent yeah uh, always look forward to those always do or, or organic chicken is what my family I, once one year mm. i did the kfc thing with friends yeah for Christmas, for an office party, yeah, we ordered a couple of roast chickens. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, no, actually, those it I'm, was tasty. It's become this tradition here. You know what I mean? Now it's although not, it is crazy to see like 150 yeah. Japanese people lined up for yeah. a KFC and Christmas actually, dinner. The interesting thing about it, there were actually two separate lines for reservations and for ordering on the spot. Yeah. People do order in, they they do a reserve for a full time. And even dinner. for then, you still got to wait 20 to 30 minutes yeah. to get your reserved right. KFC. I ended up having to go in. They said, don't uh, come in at five, it'll be packed. So I ended up going in at four o'clock and ordering the dinner and just holding on and wrapping it in foil and um, keeping it warm until the uh, my wife got back from work. Wow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it was an. It's an interesting take, but nonetheless enjoyable. I so. think it. I, I did some research into this. Yeah, and apparently the folklore behind this yeah. KFC thing mm-hmm. is that there was this in the seventies. Yeah, like you know, mm-hmm. before the radio was even invented. Sure, the nineteen right. seventies. There's this right. American guy living in Toyama, mm-hmm. which is pretty remote. Yeah, even yeah. by today's standards, absolutely. And he couldn't get Christmas turkey in Toyama, of yeah. course. Right in the nineteen seventies. Yeah. So he started going to KFC, and then the clerks there told the managers, and the managers told the executives of KFC. Oh, okay. And then the Japanese executives launched a campaign. Yeah. Called Christmas Niwa Kentucky oh, or wow. something like that in nineteen seventy four, a national ad campaign because oh. everybody's watching TV. And nobody has anything to do on the 24th or the 25th because everybody's doing family stuff in Japan for the rest of the year. So mm. that established the Kentucky Christmas Japanese tradition. And that customer's name was Peter Sanders, the yes. great, great, great grandson of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making that up. Yes. Well, uh, so seems like I we also have a very, had yeah, a oh. no kai. A nokai, that's right, yes. Now, a nokai is an office party at the end of the year. I work at a very big, fancy office. I got a view of Tokyo Bay from my window. Sounds wonderful. I have a a conference room. Nobody Mm -hmm. tells me what to do. I just try to provide the best... English services as possible to. So you don't actually work in Japan, do you? I do. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird position. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of a drinking buddies with one of the vice presidents. Wow. And he invited me to an early no kai in a conference oh, room wow. with all of his other 
guys that he's been working with. These people are making like the 5G networks, so they're doing a whole bunch of collaboration with other um, companies to get the mm-hmm. hardware, the software established, and things like that. So they've been working hard all year. This is a primo nokai. This is a VIP nokai. Yeah, this so is the green room. Nokai. I get in there, and there's like there's like thirty people. So it's not just me and like a couple of people. Like there's a yeah. thirty people crew, a crew of thirty, and all of a sudden people start putting like two or three liter bottles of Nihonshu on the tables, and all of this sushi oh, is coming out. Wow! And then this. This this other team from a different company comes into the room with a three liter bottle of champagne. Three liter. Yeah, bottle. like a giant bottle of champagne. And everybody starts clapping and everyone's eating sushi and like we're beginning to like crack open beers. Yeah. Three thirty in the afternoon Sounds in fantastic. the building. Now mm. they open up the champagne bottle and the cork pops off. Boom! It hits really? the ceiling and almost puts like a hole in the ceiling and it comes <laughs> down and everyone's like, oh my God, what's happening? That's pressure. But then this VIP goes, mm-hmm. let's drink in really? Japanese and everybody starts laughing and cheering and then the champagne starts flowing and everything wow. like that. I can only imagine. So that is this fantastic. Is this, is this, we can do this segment. I'll, I'll play the, the jingle. Is it boring or not boring? Oh my God. What happened? Oh my. Technical difficulties. No. No. Wrong sound clip. Is it? Oh, is it? So is it, does that sound boring or not boring? Uh, I have to say that sounds amazing. Um, um, I think it should be more, is it true or not? Uh, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely true. true. Okay, yeah. really, one hundred percent true. Uh, you're just making our listeners jealous, I think. Yeah, and, and then I so went privy. to the next nokai. The next nokai, and then uh, that was on the on different floor in the same uh, building. I see. And uh, some of the students are like, "Hey, we appreciate your teaching." They're pouring me these heavy glasses of Nihonshu, and I'm cheering with everybody. Mm. <laughs> you know what? At at my age, I'm I'm very susceptible to champon, so I am uh, I am not a mixer of alcohol. Otherwise, I wake up with a horrible futsukayoi. Yep. Well, Hangover for our newbie Japanese listeners. So that How was yeah. <laughs> that was my office party, man. How were you the next day? I was pretty hungover. I can imagine because <laughs> I got home yeah. and I had a big bowl of stew. Then oh, I nice. fell asleep. Yeah. Then I woke up and I had to honor my whiskey diet. Oh right, because yeah. I have a whiskey diet, I and mean, I was kind of drinking some beer yeah. at the office, no yeah. kai. Yeah. So I had to honor myself and have some glasses of whiskey, and then the next day I woke up and I was feeling horrible. Actually, you're not a quitter. I'll give you that. You know. Yes. Yeah. You stick to your routines. I'm. The whiskey diet, by the way, is throw all your beer away Mm -hmm. and have a whiskey every day. But you were a gentleman. Other people offered you beer, right? Yes. Okay. So that doesn't interfere with Would you like a beer? I'm like, yeah, it's a no-kai. What am I going to do? Yeah, I'll cheat on my whiskey diet today. We all cheat on a holiday, you know, on our diets. Yes. Not on our wives, though. No, never. All right, man. Awkward silence. So that's the no-kai. Bye-bye, no-kai. Bye-bye, no-kai. See you next year. Sounds great. Oh, uh, can I, before we go into our next segment, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Mike Rogers, who... Yeah, he was on the last show. Gave an excellent interview. Yeah, tons of great advice um, for submitting music to online radio programs. Go check out 
uh, Japan Wet Podcast episode number four for yeah. all of that detail. And check out the Mike Rogers show as well as uh, Marketing Japan, his blog. He has a lot of really interesting stories on that about his time. He's met, he's actually rubbed shoulders with a lot of very famous people. Uh, he knew, knew the Ramones. Um, Jack White. Yeah. Uh, Belinda Carlisle from the Go-Go's, who is a special, uh, when I was in high school, one of my crushes. Um, but uh, yeah, you can check out the stories there. But, the um, Go-Go's. Yeah, yeah. How can you not love the Go-Go's? But um, I decided to take him up on his offer. Uh, we had talked last time about sending music in and uh, he would consider playing it. And of course, the band I work with is the Melise. So I uh, put gave him the latest single and uh, just sent it to him the way kind of in the format we talked about, and true to form, um, true to his word, he played it in the next show uh, and uh, actually got uh, fair reception also on Twitter. There was like ten likes, three shares on it as well. So that's good for Japan Gaijin, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because the algorithm doesn't favor us. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's, I mean, it is global, so it really does. Uh, we really recommend that you submit your music. Just make sure to submit it in the way, you know, sim- simple. Make sure your MP3s are, uh, what is it, the tracks are, sorry, I forget Track your name. Track your name, yeah. It has the, the proper markings on your MP3. Um, and don't over over-explain. Yeah. And he'll listen to it. He's, yeah. uh, he's really good about it. But don't be too... A glib about your tone in the email, right? It's That's all about, true, right. hey, here's our new song yeah. we are recording. We're from this area, this style of music. Take a listen, appreciate it if you play it. There's MP3 a, yeah. attached below. There is a fine line with glibness, right? You, between, oh, that was funny, and oh, that's really yeah. annoying. I'm like an artist. I don't need to be formal. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's also, I suppose, the mood of the person reading it as well. Sometimes they're in the mood for something like that, and sometimes they're like, ah, oh, yeah. delete. That's that's the whole point of this. If This podcast talks about indie music. So if you're now an indie musician, you're basically your own manager, and previously you might have had a manager who yeah. would take care of the formal end, but if right. you're doing it by yourself, yeah. you got to be your artist side, and then you also got to be a little yeah. bit of a manager side, too. Yeah. Um, nothing is going to be done for you, and if it has been in the past, it was sheer luck yeah yeah so So front facing you're the artist but when you go into the back room to take care of shit Mm -hmm. like you're getting stuff done right yeah you're 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 crossing your i's and dotting your t's yeah you have to wear many hats yes (laughs) speaking of well uh actually linking back to what you were saying about uh food before i want to go back call back to that i think you had some interesting news clips for us uh about the new uh japanese year-end tradition so we were talking about being gaijins in japan doing um a year-end stuff from the gaijin perspective but i have a couple of clips uh in for some reason in japan they really like rice at the end of the year At Kokura Castle in the southern city of Kitakyushu, people decorated a large three-tier rice cake in the castle tower with a gold-colored fan, some kelp, and a giant pomelo. The cake contains some 225 kilograms of sticky rice. Sweet red bean soup made from the cake is expected to be served to about 2,000 people in January. Wow. And there we go. Yeah. 250 kilograms of rice, sticky rice. You should have, like, the video had them assembling this giant rice cake. You have, like, three people holding up one 
huge sticky rice cake. And then yeah, well, yeah. some of those details, like a giant pomelo. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. And what area was that? I Kyushu. It was in just oh, Kyushu. In Kyushu. Okay. That's why it's only 2,000 people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, anything to make the news, number one. Anything to maybe bring some kind of sort of attraction or media attention might be good. And frankly, if everybody eats it, I'm happy with it. My dad just taught me that, you know, as long as it's not wasted food, then it's okay. Go for it. And then here's the other one. of Tokushima have pounded boiled rice into rice cakes during a unique local festival that's an annual year-end event. Participants rhythmically pounded rice with a mallet as members of a local Awa Odori dance festival group played music known as Zomeki on three-stringed instruments called shamisen accompanied by taiko drums and gongs. Children from nursery schools in the city also joined in the festivities, pounding rice and dancing to the music. Volunteers rolled out 30-kilogram rice cakes into small pieces and handed them out to the participants. It's a lot of fun, and I'm so happy that the children took part as well. I'm hoping for a good new year. And there we go. We've listened to this announcer before, haven't we? Yes. I'm warming up to his voice. He's, oh, really? Yeah. I, before we were commenting, he was a little nasal, but he's very clear. So There uh, is that. Yeah, and uh, I have to appreciate that, at least. Uh, and I... I suppose we're not even his necessarily his demographic. It's more people outside of Japan. Right. So, yeah, I, you know what? Uh, I, I appreciate your newscasting style if it makes any difference. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. He is very clear. It yeah. is very nasally, but sometimes that's good for broadcasting. Yeah, it is, Because uh, it will cut through. Yeah. I'm... I, I have a more of a bassy voice, so Absolutely. I've set up these microphones to accompany the lure in. Yeah, you and I both, actually. So, uh, yeah, um, it's good to have that kind of year-end tradition where you can bring everyone in and everyone participates. And uh, Yeah, it, it really shows that uh, once you're outside of Tokyo... Mm -hmm. Japanese life is really simple, actually. Just rice cakes, that music wasn't very intricate, and yeah. uh, it's more like following a format or a tradition, and uh, the kids there's were some... really cute. If you saw that, if I, I saw the video, they're okay. jumping around and everything like that. So. But there's something to that as well. Yeah. I mean, you're going to naturally rebel to you. Uh, against it when you get into your teenage years and everything and you're going to say oh again and again but you, it's an anchor point you know and it's always good as you get older if you start feeling lost you, to have that that kind of constant in your life i feel like that at least makes you feel like there's you're tethered to something you you can always feel like you belong to something and when people have crises in their life they can always go back to that I, that's kind of a necessary component i think and i think in actually in places where it's super multicultural sometimes there's a little bit of that lost yeah, i think so as well yeah. yeah and then um when you have that the the idea of a tradition you know the older yeah. we get in japan the less traditions we have right yep. and the more we spiral off into our own yeah. ma madness and then you're like we're alone we're isolated yeah yeah and then you look back at where you lived 20 years ago right. wherever you're from and you go uh -huh. the country i left is a different place now and right. everybody i know isn't talking the way i talk so right. it's really interesting yeah but 
those uh those rice things are are deadly. About a dozen people every year choke to death on rice cakes, especially the elderly in Japan. Yeah, it's they a sh- feed themselves their own deaths. <laughs> that in konyaku, right? Yeah. That's the other one that's supposed to uh, always. So they cause... they take a big mouthful. It's too chewy. Their yeah. dentures fall out, and then they choke like a like a, a bird that's taken too big of a fish. Do you think that there might be a market for like pre-cut mochi? Like instead of making them in those large blocks, uh, smaller chopped up mochi. That is safer for. I don't know it's how everywhere. well it would sell. It's but... already in the supermarkets. Oh, is it? You can get chopped up mochi oh, blocks. Okay. Oh, yeah. I easily. didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why everybody has to shove a giant pile of mochi in their gullets and die every year. Well, I guess this is just the dark side of tradition. You know. Yeah, the I mean? tradition. It yeah. will keep you going, but yeah. on the other hand, it will come back and, and murder you while you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> It's a shame that murder is so delicious. <laughs> um, do you have a preference for mochi? Oh, um, no, nah, I don't really care. Most of this food is boring. You know, it's just a one time a year I eat it and it's done. You know, I'm going to be up in Nikko with mm-hmm. my Japanese family, and they usually prepare some mm-hmm. traditional foods for the beginning of the year, and that's about the only time I really ever eat it. It's not really a go-to yeah. thing for me. It's like I can understand if you have nothing yeah. and you come from poverty, and mm-hmm. the only thing you have is rice. Yeah, you're going to skin a cat a, a million different ways. Sure, sure, know? of course. So mochi is just one of those things for me. Listeners, if you have a special mochi recipe you'd like to share with us, how can? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, um, actually, I, <laughs> um, I, uh, I, and I'm sorry, I, I heard a prompt. Maybe we're for, okay. Uh, yeah. We're okay then. Well, um, for me, mochi is always great in nabe. I always love a good mochi, you know, simmered for a while. And then um, on New Year's, my, uh, my mother-in-law always makes um, a uh, butter shoyu mochi wrapped in, in nori, which oh, is that actually, sounds delicious. actually it's to die for. Yeah. And you can put on a lot of extra pounds eating those, mm-hmm. which I have. Um, yeah. In fact, I could go throughout the day only eating that, <laughs> and I have. Okay. Good point. When you have like a, a crisp nori wrapped yeah. with a very soft mochi block, yeah. Um, with some shoyu, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good matchup. Yeah, it's very nice. I recommend it. Try it. Your, it's not hard to make. Yes, just get a bunch of rice, a couple of hammers, <laughs> and uh, make no, a paste. No, no, no. You can get your own mochi blocks. <laughs> just look up mochi on Amazon. <laughs> All right, so we got a call coming in. Uh, this guy is named is Utkarsh. He's a Indian uh, indie musician. I think he's living in Japan right now. Um, let's see if we can give him a call. I'm not sure. You said Indy, but also he is from India. Is yes. that correct? Yes. yes. So he's Indy from India. Okay, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. How do I... Ah, oh, fucking hell. We're having technical issues here. Once again, please stand by. Well, while we have a little... Uh, Silence. Uh, let me just give a little background on our guest. Um, Utkarsh is from India. He planned on being an engineer, but when his friend showed him an iPod and played Thriller by Michael Jackson, his music became his calling. So coming from a middle-class conservative family, his dream this dream was insane. So he continued to study engineering at school while using online tutorials to study music production. Uh, music is his passion, his guide to independence, and a reason to push forward in life, whatever it takes. 
Uh, there was a little blurb that we got. Thank you very him. much. Yeah. He sent me a bio. It was like War and Peace, so I re-edited oh, okay. it for him, and that was my version. <laughs> Let's give him a call. All right. I like the Skype tune. Yeah. I can... Hello? Hello. Hello, Utkarsh. Hi. How are you today? Hi. I'm doing fine. Hi, Matt. Hi, Tom. Uh, good to see you. Thank you very much. Yes. So, uh, I'm, I'm Matt, and... Uh, this is Tom. Yes. Tom. Yeah. Uh, okay, Utkarsh, yeah. thank you. We just read your bio. We're recording here in Yais' studios in Tokyo. Uh, where are yeah. you at? Uh, I live in Kachidoki. Oh, so it's Tokyo. not too far. Yeah, not too far. Well, so, that, can, so should I take that as a invitation to come to your studio? <laughs> yes, we'll have to do that sometime, Utkarsh. <laughs> In yeah, the near future. Certainly, certainly. Yes. Are we pronouncing your name by right, course. by the way? Is yeah. it? How do we say your name, dude? Uh, it's called Ut- Utkarsh. Utkarsh, we had it right. Okay, great. Uh, just yeah, you're, you're, you're correct. Oh, you're thanks. totally correct. All right. So um, tell us, uh, how long have you been here in Japan? Uh, I have been here since uh, March 2019. I came here for the first time in March. And um, tell us a little bit, since uh, we uh, follow a lot of indie music here, tell us a little bit about maybe your path uh, as a musician in India and how has it progressed here in Japan? Yeah, so basically uh, I belong to a middle-class family back mm-hmm. there in India, which is a very conservative family. Right, right. Due to, yeah. And uh, pursuing a dream like this was never a choice okay. given to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were always told that you have just need, go get a normal education, go get a job and just live your life like that. Mm-hmm. That's how we are programmed in India. <laughs> yeah. You say programmed, so, is that because of the, uh, the remnants of the caste system? Uh, no, it doesn't has to do a lot with caste, but it's more about the you know the 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 practices of society that just to raise the social bar or just to make sure that you are able to stand out amongst the people that you have a degree, you have a fancy college, something like that, just to show it off. That's all. I come from a middle class family as well, Utkarsh, and my uh, my parents were like a nurse and an engineer. When you say middle class Indian family, what types of jobs does that usually mean? Middle class Indian families usually mean that uh, they they tried hard to make the make the end meet by doing a business of their own or by doing a, a low paying job. And for example, in my case, uh, my father went out of job very soon because he was not able to work. He was having a business of his own. So me being the eldest, yeah, the the eldest, the eldest son, I was looked upon that, okay, he is the guy who is going to do everything now. Let's put him into an engineering college. Let's get a fancy engineering degree and get him to a job. I see. Uh, so what what made you say no to tradition and decide to go into music? Uh, I was not, uh, so first of all, I, I will accept that I was not courageous enough to do that eventually. But uh, when I, I started thinking that I'm just living the life like all the people are doing, and I'm just, I just don't want to follow the trend, man. I just don't want to follow that. It, it has been running since ages. I don't want to be a part of this this show. 
You don't want to be j- yeah. in the rat race or anything. You want to stand out yeah, on your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I told my parents that this is what I want to do, but they were like, you can't just take out your laptop or take out your computer, do some, play something, and you can get it out in the life. Mm-hmm. So for the sake of that, I did my, I pursued my engineering degree. Uh, I'm an automobile engineer. and uh, What type of automobile engineer? So basically... Uh, a mechanical engineer with specialization in automobiles, oh, okay. like designing cars and that. So is that what brought you here to Japan? No, no. So, yeah, that's that's exactly the fun part of the story. Okay. Uh, at the time of doing my engineering, yes. I was pretty much, I didn't told it to my parents, but I was pretty much sure that I'm never going to take a job in automobile sector because once I go into that, I will never be able to pull myself off because, you know, you get good salary and all that shit. If you get the comfort zone, yeah, then, then it's hard to leave to it, right? Yeah, pull, pull it off, right? Yeah. So I decided for myself that I'm not going to go into the comfort zone, for the God's sake. Mm. So. So you never I, actually I, went into that. Yeah, I rather choose a different field. I have, right now I'm working in hospitality. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm working in a startup right now. Oh, if I you, see. The startup is called Oyo. Okay. Oh, Oyo is very famous. Yeah, so I'm I'm working in that startup. Oyo is uh, that's a uh, like a Uber, right? Yeah. It's oh no, like, it's a hotels, it's like, hotels. Yeah, it's it's hotels. It's it, it's having a global business of yeah, hotels. It's and a huge homes. in India, right? Yeah, its headquarters is in India and it's uh, present in Japan also now. I work for a company that has invested heavily into Oyo. No pressure. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So now, now, now we are able to now we are able to connect our professional lens, is it? <laughs> <laughs> through podcasting. Through podcasting. Yeah. On the podcast. Yeah. Certainly on the podcast. So. So. Yes. Please continue. Did, yeah. So. Sorry for the interruption. I'm sorry. Oh. So. No, well, no, no. I, I mean, I, uh, please continue. Yeah. So you're you're working yeah, yeah. in a startup, Oyo, and and you're yeah, also yeah. doing music in Tokyo. Is that it? Yes. Yes. Exactly. So. Uh, I was I came here for an assignment in March and I was pretty much sure that now this is the time when I am alone in my life, living away from family, living on my own. I think it's this is the right time to you know concentrate my thoughts for music. This is the best time to do it. Do you have the Back time to do it? it? Yeah. So uh, I, I whenever I get back from the office, let's say I don't I don't sleep. I don't. Um, I try to give more time to music, but sometimes the Tokyo, the schedule of Tokyo doesn't allow me to do that, obviously, I think. You were saying that um, you wanted to study traditional music, but you didn't have the access to that, so you instead went more digital? (laughs) Yes. And what does that mean, and what was your approach? Uh, So, uh, during my high school, I knew that... uh, I wanted to do something. I was uh, preparing for engineering entrance exam, as I told you, because my parents wanted to do me to do something meaningful with the life. And uh, during my preparation, I I was taking the tuitions, the classes, yeah, uh, just to just going to a place and getting to know the halls, whole science stuff, how the entrance exam works. And then I came across a guy who just. Uh, <coughs> showed me his iPod and he said, okay, this is a cool device. You can listen to songs. Me being from a middle-class family never had access to that type of technologies in my life because they were very fancy, very uh, expensive for me. So in the, in the, in the back of a physics class, I was listening to Michael Jackson thriller. 
and i was amazed and in in between that class i i thought that this is what i want to do man i don't want to give a shit to physics i don't want to study this this is this is shit this is bullshit <laughs> i don't want to do that I, well, so, and, uh, how what is your approach to then making music? What do you do, and what 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 type of music do you make? Uh, right now, I'm more into uh, electronic music because I myself don't. I'm learning, but I don't know how to play an instrument, like a a, a real instrument. I'm learning it, mm. but I don't know how to play it exactly. On the other side, the digital music with the software on my laptop. It makes it easier for me to, you know, make the music. So, so when did okay? So uh, I've listened to the single, by the way, and um, it is. Um, oh yeah, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot actually. Um, but it is kind oh. of uh, a, a departure from Thriller by Michael Jackson. So when did you decide to take it kind of in your own direction? Uh, um, can you please repeat it? Your voice. Sure, is, sure, sure. Your voice is not clear. Um, so in this case, I'm sorry. Uh, Speaking, uh, speak a little closer to the computer. Basically, um, when yeah. did you decide to take it from Michael Jackson's uh -huh. Thriller and then take it off into your own direction and where you kind of made your music your own? Uh, it was uh, back in uh, 2014, I would say, mm -hmm. when I was almost uh, about to complete my engineering degree. I said, now this is the completion of engineering degree and you are entering the real world now. Mm -hmm. You have to always remember that what you want in life. Yeah. I said that to myself and I started making music uh, on my laptop. Uh, I also went to auditions for reality shows in TV. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, ha I learned a very bitter truth that most of the reality shows are scripted. They don't... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> of yeah, course. Mo most of them are scripted. They don't give a... The real deal for the talent. It's reality-ism. It's not reality. Yeah, definitely. Sorry? It's reality-ism, like a, like a, a fake reality. Yeah, yeah, the fake, exactly. It, I'm not saying this, I'm not blaming reality shows just because I was rejected. I'm blaming them because you were rejected. <laughs> yeah, because I think being facing rejections was always a good experience for me. I will never complain about it. Yeah, well, you much. learn a lot when people tell you no. Yeah. You gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta realize that that happens, and then you gotta keep trying harder the next time. I I keep trying harder, and I said I said to myself that day that I don't need a platform, man. I'll do something on my own. I'll be independent, whatever it takes, and how much time it takes. Mm. I will invest the time in myself. How are so, you promoting your music in Tokyo? Uh, how sorry? Yeah, what are you doing in Tokyo with music? How how do you do a show? Do you promote your music? Do you create music? What's uh So uh 2019 was a busy year for me on the work front. And yes, Oyo was, was very busy in 2019. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the assignments, but uh having said that, I was not able to perform into any shows or I can also say that I never actually tried because I, I i'm still discovering the music scene here but i have written songs i have recorded them and i'm finalizing the mix in order to release so a couple of places you should check out is um ruby room in shibuya R ruby room in shibuya and if you okay. have time um an interesting bar is in asagaya called gamuso Gamelso. Yeah, okay. so Ruby Room and Gamelso really support 
uh, foreigners living in Japan making music. Yeah, indie indie musicians in general, frankly, yeah. And uh, they have different genre nights as well, so electronic or ambient music uh, on certain nights, more rock live music on other nights. So, yeah, definitely check those places out. Um, And if you're, again, willing to come out to, like, Chiba, there's also a lot of uh, smaller bars uh, American FM, Toppers Bar, that would uh, want musicians to come perform um, almost any time. If you're interested. Are you there? Maybe you're not interested. My God. Hello, can you hear me? Okay. I think yeah. there was some technical problem. Oh, okay. okay, no worries then. Well, yeah. we listen to the podcast and <laughs> review our uh, suggestions. <laughs> Right. No, no, yeah, I have I have heard about uh, the suggestions and the advices that you gave regarding the performance in Chiba and uh, mm-hmm. in Shibuya, which oh. are foreign-friendly bars. Okay, I definitely would try that. And you know, this is this is what I appreciate because I just know you guys, and you guys are so helpful in this, and you are just telling me, okay, you you should take this direction, you should do this. That's, that's we are yes people. We, we want we want things to, to go. Other. We want things to happen. We're tired of people going no and waiting. We got to get it done now, yeah. man. Time is wasting. Time is coming. Time is leaving. Yeah, exactly. I guess I'm trying to make time my friend now. <laughs> if I'll oh. if time is my friend, then I certainly it will be a good deal. So uh, <laughs> well, having said that, I yeah. I think. Uh, do you have questions or? I think that's about it. I think we're good for today, Utkarsh. So uh, keep in contact yeah. with us. Unless, you, uh, Tom, you have any other questions? Well, I wanted to ask um, just yeah. where can people find you? Where can they find your music? Oh, yeah. Do you got Twitter or YouTube or anything like that? Yeah, I have a. So I have a name by, by Lil that, that goes Lil Uttu. Could you spell that for us? Just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's L I L. L I N, okay. Yeah, U double T U. U double T. U double T U. Lil Uttu. Yes. Okay. Lil, yes, yes. Lin Uttu. Okay. All right, so yeah. we'll check you out there. All right, thanks, yeah. uh, Utkars, Lil Uttu. We'll make sure to put your details into the information in the podcast and keep in touch. Yeah, let us know Thank if you have any so shows much. coming up and we'll. We'll definitely yeah. send people there. It has been it has been an honor talking to both of you. Thank you so much for your time, guys. You too, Thank Karsh. You. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Have a great day. The pleasure was all You ours. too. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. And there he goes. That was our first Skype, by the way. A few hiccups, but we made it through. We made it through. Of course, uh, hopefully the editing gods will treat us kindly. <laughs> All right. We well, there always we go. Hope, yeah, he's a nice guy, huh? Very nice guy. I hope he. I hope he succeeds. And yeah, Whoa. what well, is the meaning of success? And here's some music. Uh, I, I just put up his YouTube page, and, and here we go.
And there it is. That's that's from his YouTube page, Little Loot Tune. That song's called Barbad. And that has about 56,000 views. Yeah. So what kind of image do you picture when you listen to that music? Where can you... Where do you imagine yourself listening to music like this? Oh, uh, this would be good on like a rainy day in Tokyo in the evening time. That's interesting because I'm thinking at the beach. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I actually could see myself listening to that at the beach. I would never listen to this at the beach. The I'm, thing, I'm, I'm yeah. talking like headphones on, yeah. umbrella is up, okay. taxis are coming and right. going, and you got this song in your head and it's just like meditating you to the train station. I'm also thinking like 3 a.m. in the morning with a, in a kind of lounge with like a lot of like darker like Death. red and green lights moving around in the background just chilling like that i could see that too yeah. so apparently it, it well it applies to a lot of different scenarios i guess it's pretty open the yeah. way it's treating me you yeah. know the way it's treating us and how about you listener where were you when you were listening to this song were you in the taxi were you flying in the air were you skydiving with a million pigeons we at Japan what want to know where it took you. Please send in your scenarios along with your mochi recipes. Yes, and cast them before the internet. <laughs> like strengthening your arms before battle. Wow, I am so relaxed and clear-minded now that I feel like going on to some news. Yeah, it's All time right. for some news. All right, well... Uh, just to let you know, there's the um, in Japan, there's a phenomenon where people do not, we've talked about this before, do not leave their homes, and they live with their parents, and... They're called maybe, losers. Yeah. <laughs> they're called hikikomori, and maybe if they listen to uh, Ukash's music, they would inspire them more. But, as of now, we have an international meeting on how, on what to do about these people. So, uh, let's take a look at that. An international meeting on people who have withdrawn from society has taken place in Japan. Its aim was to discuss how to support such people and their families. About 20 people attended the gathering on Thursday at Kyushu University Hospital in the western city of Fukuoka. They included researchers from Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, and the United States, as well as nonprofit groups supporting social recluses known as hikikomori in Japanese. Cases of social withdrawal have also been reported in other parts of Asia, the U.S., Europe, and elsewhere. The participants explain the phenomena and the support systems in their homelands. A researcher from Hong Kong outlined an effort to help recluses gradually increase social contra- uh, contact through interaction with animals. The attendees agreed to continue sharing the challenges they face and know-how on support systems. The meeting came at the request of Takahiro Kato, a lecturer at the hospital. He said that with the number of uh, recluses projected to rise worldwide, researchers want to clarify the causes in their homelands and establish support systems. A researcher from the U.S. said he believes in many people uh, in his country worry about this problem as he receives emails from uh, recluses and their families. He said the meeting was a good opportunity to learn about situations outside the U.S. Recluses, recluses. I'm really struggling with that word today. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interchangeable yes. at this stage of the game, depending where you're from. Apologies for a poor reading. But in any case... Yo! I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> what I love about this is that it's an international meeting about people who don't want to leave the house, and 20 people went. <laughs> <laughs> like that they, is a punchline, practically. They, of a, <laughs> they really didn't want to go. About 20 people from all over the world, including Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, and the United States, as well as nonprofit groups. Yeah. So it took it took 
an international effort to get 20 people. I really feel good about some of the shows I've played now. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done such a poor job at raising a, raising a crowd at an international uh, show, you know? They should have passed out flyers. Yes, yeah. yes. They should have made a Facebook group. Yeah. I mean, come on. 20 people. This is seriously indicative of uh, how, how reclusive yeah. these uh, hikikomori are. How reclusive these recluses are. Well, do you think that people just don't um consider it that serious of problem or just not it's um not as essential to deal with a, uh, as other maybe social issues or other yeah. issues in general uh, this usually just affect because it's so reclusive yeah it doesn't affect society as a whole right. it just affects basically the family yeah sometimes the hikikomori go off the deep end and stab a bunch of kids yeah but generally speaking it's like uh, so there's a guy he doesn't want to come out. He's not causing trouble. Um, yeah. He's so uh, financially he's supported. Um, yeah, I guess there's just priority in other places, especially in the U.S. I think. And Japan isn't much of a uh, what was that word? Ex, mm-hmm. ex extrovert extroverted yeah. country. So it's okay to be reclusive. You know, it's okay to just shut the door and wrap yourself up and, and watch TV all day, you know? That being said, it the fact that it's um, a common occurrence in so many countries, you know, tells you something too, though. People are feeling more isolated. People feel like they don't belong in society more and more. And um, maybe before we... I don't, I don't want to say this, but like as a generation... No, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but as a generational thing, um, I don't think a lot of people had... The choice to do this, I don't. In the past, you didn't want to deal with people, but you didn't. You you had to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Smartphone and internet makes connecting a lot easier. Yeah. You know, like the the crazy guy in the basement now is talking to other crazy people in the basement through internet connections. So in a way, they might have a community, but they're just they look out the window and they see what's going on. They're like, I don't really want to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. Like it, it seems, and you can order everything you, if need be, you can have everything delivered to your house with, you know, if your parents are paying for it. I ordered know. two items on Amazon Prime last night. Yeah. They arrived this morning. Right. And it's December 29th on a Sunday. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> what the too hell? good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, the delivery services now. In any case, I don't want to be like the old man on the rocking chair saying in my day, so I won't deal with that. I found it interesting that um, they were using animals to deal with that. It seems like animals are becoming more and more um, included in therapies in general. It's a good thing. Yeah. like People um, use horses yeah, the, for uh, autism. PTSD as well. Um, PTSD. There's a couple. They use... Uh, and um, dogs are used... Sharks. <laughs> Friendly shark. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, no, dogs I know are used... Uh, in... Sharks and snakes. They f- Cockroaches. <laughs> in the prison system is rehabilitation as well. Mm, yeah. That's one thing I Oh, noticed. in the prison system. Yeah. Although, again, is it... It might be too much of a good thing when you talk about emotional support animals. I'm not... When you're bringing them on a plane, I'm... Yeah, that is becoming an issue, but not not so much in Japan. No, thankfully, no. But do you know that Maynard Keenan of Tool, yeah, has an emotional support animal, a tiny little dog that he brings with him on airplanes? Well, you know, cool. If the dog is behaved and you know it doesn't cause issues, it's it's, it's the singer of Tool. Yeah, no, but I mean that. 
All that angst has to go somewhere. That's to what a I think. Tiny little dog. I don't know. Mickey Rourke has it too, and you know. <laughs> Mickey Rourke. Yeah. All right. Well, you get a few billion dollars. I guess you do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's called funk you money. <laughs> funk you. I'm gonna funk and do what I funkin' want. All well. Right. <laughs> Anyways, twenty people at the Hikimori Festival. Festival? No therapy. Um, they should all just get sharks for their emotional support animal. Right, you wish we? to donate a shark to the Japan What Emotional Support Foundation. Please send it to us along with your opinions of Utgarsh and your mochi recipes. Yeah. <laughs> this is all making sense. It's, yeah. it's, We're bringing uh, it all together. That old cliche. All right. Let's move on to... Super Gajam of the Week. Stupid All right. Well, the headline here is Tokyo Police Increase Patrols in Shinjuku's Kabukicho District. The Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department on Friday began increased patrols in the bustling entertainment area of Shinjuku to, de- to deter crime during the year-end and New Year period. Police will be focusing their efforts on the Kabukicho District, which is lined with bars and restaurants. Police said at this time of year, there is usually a spike in street crime, such as purse snatching, assaults, and other alcohol-fueled trouble. The secure, uh, increased secure, uh, security measures excuse me, will be in effect until January 3rd. Approximately 166,000 police officers will be mobilized during this period. Yeah, the hikikomori are not among the police officer ranks. Yeah. 166,000, the- man, that's a lot. I guess there's more issues. I, but um, I had a question. Um, where is the foreigner in this? I don't see Oh, of course. This. Well, this, the, you know, uh, you might be thinking it's New Year's in Japan. It's time to get crazy. I can yeah. come here. I can do everything. Yeah. I'm an American and I have rights. Um, and, but no, y- y- this time of year with the increased police presence, don't be a stupid gaijin of the week. See, or unless you want to get on the podcast... Uh, go crazy, and then we will mock you. But yeah, yeah of course. Uh, you know. So this is like a public service announcement from Japan What Pat podcast. That's right. Oh, That's okay. Obviously, what it is. Yeah. Um, I think so too. Clearly, yes. yes. And clearly, and frankly, that's what it is. Yes. Um, so we care. Don't be a stupid guy of the week because there is more coppers on the road. And yes. you know, in, in America, you could say, "Am I being detained?" Uh, well, in Japan, they can detain you for up to three weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. with with no no reason. They yeah. can just say we're taking you for three weeks. Yeah. you know. So, yeah, you are being detained, mother funster. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> so keep an eye out for Japan Five O. Yep. All right. Anyway, well, there we go. So that's that. All righty. So I think. Uh, I'd like to maybe wrap up this uh, podcast episode. Oh, by the way, sure, before sure. we do What's that, up? I've noticed in my podcast player yeah. in the past week or two, every, almost every podcast is the year in review, the top five, uh, yeah. the most requested, our feeling of the best. And I, I, we're not doing that. We're offering original content. We're not doing a year in review. We're not doing a retrospective. We're meeting in the studio. We're coming down. We're, we're making it and releasing it. Uh, so I just wanted to say that we're, we are 
we we're making sure that we're not just giving you a, a recap of something that nobody really uh i don't listen to any of these recaps i just kind of no. go eh, and they're all like well it's free content it's like yeah the, everything is free content now that's what you don't understand all right we're tackling social issues I and just, offering solutions yeah with zero insight with zero insight yes, yes. okay guaranteed Last one, uh, you know, New Year's is coming up, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, a lot of Japanese people uh, watch the uh, special, the TV specials, uh, are you a fan of any of those? Uh, I, because my uh, some of my Japanese family is from uh, Fukushima, yeah. uh, we like to watch coverage of the uh, nuclear reactor exploding. Oh, from, there you go, <laughs> no, all right. The, the, the tsunami coming in, no, okay. and, uh, yeah, the overturned trains filled with decomposing bodies uh, no there's a, a, a samurai drama that gets re-released every year it and really? it's the uh, Fukushima uh, place called Aizu which was a okay. kind of a very loyal to the emperor samurai clan okay and they all committed suicide and it's kind of a story you know how Japanese people kind of like suicide as a form of I don't know if they like suicide well I they, mean, it's kind of honorable it's like, yeah there, it's an a, honorable way to go it's yeah. like an honorable yeah. form of suicide I mean I don't so really they, know anyone that likes it though yeah I mean well okay so <laughs> okay, they love yeah. suicide and they, they, they don't yeah. love it but it's a story I mean, about yeah. a, com- a clan of, of young kids that that commit seppuku at the end so wow every year they re redo the story in a different kind of format it sounds like they could have used a social, you know, emotional support animal. That's right. If only they had Maynard Keenan's dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have done They it. would have thrown away their swords and danced with the puppies. But that's the show that you watch every New Year's. Basically. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know the, the, the big concert, the Kohaku Tagasen? Yes. And um, for those of you that don't know, I think it's held by NHK, and they take... Uh, Many of the most famous uh, singers uh, in Japan, and they divide them up into two teams, and you vote on which performance, the team's uh, total performances, which one was best. It's usually the red team and the white team. And uh, on occasion, um, guests from overseas also come in to perform. And uh, this one, uh, if you know ex-Japan, Yoshiki has a special guest that he'll be performing with. Ex-Japan is like the most famous metal band in Japan. Yes. The guitarist also killed himself. Really? Yeah. Oh, I he, didn't... He committed suicide too. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Good. Oh. Emotional support animals. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> yes. please. Yes. Get a little dog. Or a penguin. Or a penguin. Or a shark. Yes. All right. In Snakes, any case. cockroaches. Let's talk about this uh, special collaboration coming up for next year's, or this year's, excuse me, Kohaku Tagasen. Uh, Yoshiki and American rock legends Kiss will collaborate for a special televised performance during the famous New Year's Eve program, Kohaku Tagasen. Yoshiki will team up with American rock legends, uh, Kiss for a special televised performance. The artists will appear together as Yoshiki featuring Kiss, and they're calling it Yoshi Kiss, during the famous New Year's Eve special, um, the Red and White Music Battle, the most watched television program in Japan. The program is also broadcast worldwide. This televised performance with Kiss follows Yoshiki's surprise onstage appearances with the band at uh, the Tokyo Dome in the Kyocera Domo. Osaka during their end-of-the-road world tour. Yoshiki joined them for a piano performance during Beth and played drums on Rock and Roll All Night. Yoshiki previously worked with Kiss to 
create a 72-piece orchestral cover of Black Diamond for the 1994 tribute album Kiss My Ass, Classic Kiss Regrooved. And Gene Simmons joined Yoshiki on stage to perform rock and roll all night at the 2016 Visual Japan Summit in Tokyo. The upcoming performance will mark the first time Yoshiki and Kiss have appeared on television together. I want us to create a performance that will have a big impact, Yoshiki said. I think we're really going to shock people. For Yoshiki, Kiss was a life-saving force in his childhood as he dealt with the despair caused by the sudden death of his father. Gene Simmons also famously appeared in the ex-Japan documentary We Are X to praise the band, stating if those guys were born in America, they might be the biggest band in the world. This Kohaku Tagasen appearance will mark Yoshiki's fifth consecutive performance at the annual event since 2015, including sets both as a solo artist and as the leader of X-Japan. He defeated Godzilla, wow, in 2016, played the drums for the first time following his cervical vertebra surgery in 2017, and made history in 2018 as the first artist to perform on the program for both the red and white teams, appearing as Yoshiki featuring Hyde on the attack uh, uh, for the attack on Titan theme Red Swan and playing the piano for Sarah Brightman during her performance of Miracle. Thoughts? Um, rock is getting old. It is. And it's becoming normal. It's, yeah. it's not like this, funk you, Mr. Man, I'm yeah. a rock and roller. Yeah. Now it's it's like a corporate endeavor and it's institutionalized. Uh, it's institutionalized and now it's, it's the standard. So... I think that when we think about X Japan and Kiss, it's actually um, lawyers making contracts with each other A little to bit, get yeah. on TV at the highest point because the Gen Xers yeah, uh, yeah. are now the people mm-hmm. who are watching TV on Saturday night, and it's yeah. and it's not like this um, uh, youth revolution. Yeah, it, it's 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 the the general working populace. Uh, kicking right. back at the end of the year, uh, watching their memories from when they were younger appear yeah. before them They're on mainstream the TV. Natsukashi moments, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, good for them. Good for for Yoshiki and the fact that, you know, his childhood heroes are, are coming to play with him on stage and, you know, the biggest televised event in Japan for music. Um, will I watch it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Kiss for me, was like the most influential band, but not by their music, when I was a child. Right. I mean, Kiss actually... Kiss was, had zero effect on me in my whole life. They were like superheroes, though. Yeah. Because, I not, mean... Not for me. I didn't know really, about them. I didn't yeah. hear about them. I grew up in a town in rural Canada. Yeah. And I was pretty sheltered. We didn't have, you know, any American TV stations. Right. And uh, my parents weren't interested in music. Ah, there you go. Yeah. It's a miracle you made it here. I know. <laughs> actually, yes. Yeah. Um, but... At the time, they were so commercialized that they had action figures, they had movies, they had TV specials, they appeared on everything, and they were always controversial because they, at the time, they used a lot of pyrotechnics in their performances. They would blow fire and stuff. And a lot I got of, a long tongue. Yeah, <laughs> that was that. But there was also a lot of controversy because uh, a lot of children tried to imitate the, the stunts, and they would get burned by that or something like that. So... They were a constant presence, uh, like when I was in elementary school growing up, but it was not actually because of the music. It was because of the marketing. It was the marketing and then the controversy about the band. Yeah. And I actually do like Kiss songs. It's, I'm not going to say that uh, they're a bad band by any stretch. And um, 
Um, Yoshi X Japan also. I'm not huge fan. I have to admit they're they're excellent. They're amazing musicians. So is it? It's interesting. It's interesting to see, but it's kind of like what you said. It's kind of like that sign. It's like ah yeah, they they finally signed the papers. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's mainstream. All right. I know. I got. I have no idea what this is going to be. All right. Wow. You heard it here first. <laughs> Wait a minute. You knew. I put an Auld Lang Syne hip-hop mix into YouTube, <laughs> and this came out. Oh, very nice. Yo! It's so weird hearing the song in the regular stores in Japan. You know? Yeah, like yeah. It's the it's the we're closing song in, right. in most shops in Japan, and it's yeah. Every time I'm like, why is this song playing? How did this song get chosen? This is yeah, too this strong is, an ending, really. This <laughs> is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. This is um, Auld Lang Syne uh, with free sheet music. Oh, mm. really? Okay. Yeah. All right. This is nice. I'm just, yeah, kind of just absorbing it, really. I don't know if this is good for the listener, but... Uh, well, we're, we're signing off for the yeah. year, I believe. Anything to add? Well, uh, let's see. Um, oh, she's hot. Oh, what What do you... <laughs> the violinist. Oh, the violinist. <laughs> I didn't know you were looking at YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, be very careful, everyone in Kabuki Cho. Don't uh, be part of. Uh, don't be a victim to any uh, crime there. Yep. Uh, be careful when eating mochi. Um, it could kill you. Yeah, don't be a statistic there. Yeah, don't be um, a stupid statistic of the week. If you uh, enjoyed 70s metal, uh, definitely check out the Kohaku Tagasen. Um, NHK provides a really good um, yeah. orchestra on, yeah. on New Year's Eve as well. Yeah, that's true. You can You're do right. that if that's more your thing. That's cool too, yeah. Um, and uh, try, if you're going to make resolutions, you know, be a better person. Make sure you, you know... You, you're giving more than just if taking. If you want to lose weight next year, I really recommend the whiskey diet. <laughs> Throw out all of the bread and the beer and replace it with meat and whiskey. Meat and whiskey. You heard it, you heard it here second because I said it last time. Yes. All right. And uh, from us at the Japan What Podcast, we wish you all a uh, happy holiday and the best of New Year's. It's your fault if you gain weight. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs>